This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts in the business, they want to charge you for their site. And ours is free. So enjoy it again. Freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. One of the other things about our website is you get to actually control the content. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then uh, the other people will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. Uh, the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website so more people can see it. Again, freetalklive.com. And it looks like, by the way, rumors are true. CIA.gov is down. Oh, wow. wow. Down. It appears the uh, cyber war is continuing as we speak with the hacktivists. Have they you know, been I haven't called? heard of any arrests. Nope. I mean, really? I haven't either. The government of the United States of America can't stop the FBI and the CIA and all these other huge, I mean, how many, which websites have been taken down now, Ian? I, I remember uh, PayPal the was taken down. Justice uh, Department's DOJ, website. PayPal FBI, was taken down. Wasn't uh, MasterCard and Visa both taken down? Yeah, that's right. I mean, just, I, I, there's there's a huge list of them. RIAA, MPAA, all of those sites. All their little friends companies. are getting beaten up on the playground, and they here plus, they are. Plus a bunch of foreign sites as well. It's not all U.S.-focused. There's been a lot of international takedowns as well of, uh, you know, France, Spain, all kinds of places around the world. The people that are supposed to be protecting us can't keep, <laughs> the, can't keep their websites yeah, right. up. And they can't do anything about it. There hasn't been an arrest yet. I don't know if there's... I, I don't know, Mark. I wouldn't go out on that limb, but we certainly haven't, haven't heard been, about there it. There haven't been many. I like how the, ge- the geeks people? are striking back. You I know? love it. It's great. I mean, the government has their own IT department, obviously, but clearly, you know, they just can't hack it. Well, they're so. not... They're not- they're probably not as passionate as the hackers are. Probably not, nor are they as numerous as uh, yep. as are the hackers. So it's exciting, uh, great news, and uh, you know, if we hear more sites going down, uh, then we'll let you know. And if we find out there's one of those tools again, uh, I might post that to the Facebook page again, because that was kind of fun last time. Remember, uh, they came out with a tool that kind of took the, the, what do they call it, the DDoS, denial of service attack, to a new level where anybody with a web browser could join in. Because it used to be you had to download an actual program and then run the program from your computer and, and, and join that. This actually allows some plausible deniability because you could just send a link to somebody, they click the link, it opened up, and then your computer just starts participating in, in attacking this, whatever the chosen website is, you wouldn't even know necessarily what it was doing if you didn't know what that link was taking you to. So in theory, you could, you know, give it to your grandmother and she'd click the link and then, un, you know, unknowingly she would become an attacker in the denial of Hexor. service wow. attack. So That's that was kind of cool. Right. It made it so, you know, a bunch of people who otherwise wouldn't have been able to, to participate in these uh, takedowns were able to participate so that's uh, thanks to the board op by the way for uh, over at gcn for giving me the heads up on that one again cia.gov is down as we are uh, speaking here live this friday evening 855-450-FREE let's go to the phones and your thoughts mark stevens in phoenix is this the mark stevens do we have him on the air here mark stevens yeah hello guys hey mark what's on your mind 
Oh, well, it's good to talk to you on the air instead of having uh, me calling in, you're in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. It is nice to not be in jail. Well, I wanted to mention a couple things if, if we've got some time. I'm, sure. I want to get through this real fast. I'm, I'm working with somebody in with this uh, ridiculous drug war, and it had to do with the forfeiture thing that happened here in Arizona. And so what we did was I always bring out about the purpose of government to kind of put them in a box. Well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Which forf- forfeiture thing? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm trying to cover too much ground. They they do a typical forfeiture in drug uh, war stuff. You know, when when uh, they find you with large amounts of cash, they just assume that you are a criminal, right. and they, they they steal that from you under the guise of forfeiture. Right. And Sometimes they'll take cars or houses. I just I didn't know if there was something special right. that had happened in Arizona with forfeiture. You're just saying that's the you know the same forfeiture thing that's pretty much happening all over the place. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a substantial amount of money, and now they're trying to prosecute him. So I'm helping him with this. He's and he's been on my show a few times, and so we're following it. So I'm I'm helping with the paperwork, and we filed a motion for judicial notice because we want the judges to take to kind of box them into a corner to show that their indictment or their complaint does not conform to the stated public relations purpose of government, which is to protect and maintain individual rights, which we know is BS, but sure. they think it's real. Uh, well, in in response to that. The I have a prosecutor here, and I'll post this on my website soon. But uh, a guy named Rush is actually stating that he does not concede that the cited legal authority is valid law. What's I'm, that mean? I'm confused. Well, for example, we're saying that Article Two, Section Two of the Arizona Constitution states that the government is is instituted to protect and maintain individual rights. Most governments right have vote. constitutions that say things like that. I'm sorry? Most governments have constitutions that say things like that. So you're saying that's a portion sure. of the Arizona Constitution. It, it lays it right out. It, it, it says it's to protect and maintain individual rights. That's the exact wording, to protect and maintain individual rights. Got it. So we want the judge to take judicial notice of that so that we can compare the, the indictment to that, because it's a drug charge, which, of course, it's, you know, there's no violation of legal right. Mm-hmm. Well, this... This lawyer named Rush out of Holbrook, Arizona, is saying that the, he does not concede that the cited legal authority is valid law. Meaning the Constitution? I, well, that yeah, the, that section of the Constitution is not valid law. And, and this, is the, this is the state's uh, attorney that's not conceding that? Yeah, well, he's the, yeah, the prosecutor. Got it. So it, basically he's called the Constitution into question in, in court. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, awesome. and, and so it's no surprise that he does not want oral argument on the motion to quash. Hmm. Interesting. So what's going to happen? So, well, well, we're going to move for, uh, you know, to get a calendar for on motion day to get it heard so that the, this lawyer can be confronted and say, you saying that Article 2, Section 2 of the Arizona Constitution is no longer valid law. And just kind of put him on the spot. That'll that. be fun. It should, because we can get it telephonically, so like I did with you, Ian, I, I will be able to record it and be oh, able great. to post it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, because sometimes those uh, courts can be a real pain about getting cameras in there. What is your? Have you had any experience with uh, cameras in court in Arizona? I haven't. I personally have not gone through and done that. Uh, I know that they have cameras in there because a lot of them, like I've mentioned before, you, you can see the, the video. They, they're broadcasting it out in, in the hallway, in, you know, out in the... Uh, you know, where they got the motion, the, the the metal detectors and whatnot. So just they don't want us bringing it in. So what I've suggested is going and get one of those Barry cams and, and bringing them in. So, But we haven't had anybody use the uh, a, a camera in the court yet. So mm, okay. I'm still waiting to, to get something like that. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to, to watch this one play out, see if we can get this guy Rush on the spot. And I, I just wanted to mention, if, it, if it's okay, I've got a, a workshop I'm doing next Saturday at Cafe Libertalia. Is that, that in Arizona? That? No, that's actually in San Diego. Oh, okay. Where can people go to find out about just stuff like that, uh, Mark, to, to your website? Yeah, just go to markstevens.net. That's Mark, Mark with a C, M-A-R-C, Stevens, uh, dot net. Of course, you're still doing your uh, your radio show every Saturday on lrn.fm from 4 to 7 Eastern time, so people can tune into you there, and I'm sure get more details on, on this particular case. And I guess since I've got you on the phone, I'll put you on the on the spot. How's that, uh, how's that next book coming along? <laughs> yo, yo. Yeah, I'm on <laughs> It is. It is getting close to being finished. Uh, I know I've been. Uh, I've mentioned on this show before a number of times. Yes, it it, it is coming out in the summertime. Uh, it's very okay. close to being done. So it, yes, cool. it's government indicted and. The artwork is almost done for the cover, so yes, it is coming together. Well, maybe if we're lucky, you'll have a few copies at Pork Fest and be able to sign some autographs for people. Well, I certainly uh, would. Yes, that's that's certainly a goal. That'd be uh, cool. It, it's far enough that I, yes. Uh, yeah. All right, Absolutely. Mark. Looking forward, to, looking forward to finishing a, a book can be tough. Yeah, I bet it can. Looking forward to uh, to seeing a review copy and talking to you more about that at the, uh, at that time. And again, markstevens.net. Always great to hear from you, Mark. Thanks for the the uh, the call tonight. Asset forfeiture, man. That stuff is bad news, and they're just taking cars and cash and homes from people. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we'll give you there. Uh, By the way, those features include listening options. We've got live streams in different bandwidth flavors. Uh, The radio stations, over 100 great stations from coast to coast that air the show. You'll find out about all of those. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU band channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way as well. Listen.freetalklive.com gets you all that information. Bitcoins are the world's first anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government, with no fees also. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. It's WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to uh, BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. All right. There's so much in the news that's worth talking about. It's going to be hard to fit um, even a portion of it in. But I don't know how many people have heard the details about these recent caucuses and how Ron Paul has allegedly won them quietly. I've heard some rumors about that. 
Did you hear about this? Well, yes, but I don't think that it's all they can give is some examples. They can't say that Ron Paul has won the caucuses. Um, Just they can just give some examples. Okay. Because the caucus uh, setup is so confusing. Right. That we really won't know what's going to happen until it happens. Well, like I don't, I don't claim to know what the caucuses are all about either. They're different in every single state. The uh-huh. rules are very com- complicated, uh, at least from this outside perspective. But the folks over at Slate.com have uh, written up a piece about this, and it's entitled "Ron Paul Secretly Won the Caucuses." So, according to Slate.com, Ron Paul's the winner of these recent ones. I think they're just focusing on the ones from this week. If I'm I wouldn't mistaken. doubt it. I mean, I, to, to, we've discussed in the past why I think that the the Ron Paul campaign has an advantage in the um, in in this area is that there that the Ron Paul people are so dedicated that they'll do this this unpleasant job of being a delegate. Being a delegate is no fun. The average person does not want to do that. The average person that's going to walk in there and say, "Well, I want a moderate, so I'm going for Mitt Romney," or "I love Jesus, so I'm voting for <laughs> Santorum," or whatever it is that they're doing, they're they're not going to take the time out of their week, their month, or their year to. Be a delegate, whereas the Ron Paul people are like, we're taking back America. Yeah, where's look at my tricorn hat? Make me a delegate, right? Like they're they're into it. Well, so, in my mind, it's not about votes because I think Ron Paul's a winner regardless. Agreed, no doubt. But it's it's still interesting to see how different the Ron Paul campaign is handling this whole situation as opposed to these other guys. I mean, basically, these other guys are running a popularity contest while Ron Paul's. People are in there working the system, essentially. And the so, system's brand new this year. I, I think everybody needs to point this. This needs to be pointed out again and again at the national and level. again that there previously it was all winner take all, as I understand it, every, in every state, a, a lot of them. And what uh, what the Republican Party did was make essentially everybody but Florida prior to I think it's April 1st um, and maybe it's March 1st, but prior to some date have to be a uh, proportional delegate situation. Now Florida didn't have to, but it moved its uh, it moved its state forward to in order to be more relevant or whatever and got its delegates cut in half. So, according to slate.com's Weagle, David Weagle, they all laughed at Ron Paul. They all laughed when he took a stage in Minnesota having come in a solid second place and reminded the faithful of a little thing called delegates. They were serious about it. Paul's people believe that they understand the delegate process and that the media does not. And there's truth here. The delegate process is confusing, and I assume that Paul's supporters have used their four years of organizing and studying in a fruitful manner. In an email to supporters, they try to get granular about what's occurring. Here's the excerpt from their email. We're confident in gaining a much larger share of delegates than even our impressive showing yesterday indicates. As an example of our campaign's delegate strength, take a look at what's occurred in Colorado. In one precinct in Larimer County, the straw poll vote was 23 for Santorum, 13 for Paul, 5 for Romney, and 2 for Gingrich. There were 13 delegate slots. Ron Paul got all 13. In a precinct in so, Delta County. So he didn't win, necessarily. No, he's had but a he distant second. But he got all the delegates. Right. In a precinct for Delta County, it was 22 for Santorum, 12 for Romney, 8 for Paul, 7 for Gingrich. There were five delegate slots, and all five went to Ron Paul. Now, I wouldn't doubt that some of this happened. Remember, everybody needs to remember, Santorum may have won what they call uh, preference polls. These are essentially straw polls. On uh, you know a couple of days ago it was Tuesday or whatever it was he may have won that but it's non-binding it's non-binding 
Right. Those delegates are not bound to vote for Santorum. So they're doing And so whatever. I wouldn't doubt if this happened in Missouri and Nevada, too. Now, Nevada, I'm a little skeptical of because Nevada has had to deal with the Ron Paul people back in 2008 and may put some safeguards and fail safes in place in order to keep them, keep those interlopers out. But yeah, a lot I, of I'm states have no speculate. idea. I'm not even going to speculate because I know that I don't know what the rules are and I know that the guys on the ground there do. And that clearly they know what they're doing if they're able to get these delegate slots filled, even with their candidate not winning these elections in pueblo county in a precinct there the vote was 16 for santorum 11 for romney three for gingrich and two for paul there were two delegate uh, delegate slots filled and both were filled by ron paul supporters according to the email they're seeing the same trends in minnesota nevada and iowa and in missouri as well for this to stick paul's activists have to show up at the next votes back to slate uh, small affairs not much small affairs not much media happening in march and the control and control the delegate process then they have to show up at conventions and repeat it this is actually doable according to slate.com and it appears mm-hmm. that the ron paul campaign is doing it i wouldn't doubt it at all and the media doesn't even know either they don't know or they don't understand or they don't care they, they are want not the reporting horse this. race. You know, it. I don't. Right. I don't know. Thank goodness they're not reporting it. I mean, do you want the media to report this? Well, why would you say it's it's not good for them to? Report because it? essentially, the Ron Paul people are surreptitiously taking over these delegates mm-hmm. and being sneaky. I mean, you know, to some extent, that's what's happening, right? Yeah. They're, they're, you know, people are showing up. Some of them are probably obvious Ron Paul people. You know, they got the T-shirt and the tricorn hat. Yep. Um, there are probably some other folks that are, are not so obvious. Maybe they're a little younger, but perhaps, uh, you know, whatever. You, you don't necessarily know who they all are. Sure. And they're offering to take the delegates the spot. But, you know. At some point, you probably find a loyalty oath coming in play. Where I mean, these are these in history historically are not uncommon I things. See you're saying they would force the delegates to swear that they would vote for whoever the but winner is. You're going to do what the Republican Party of Mississauga tells you to do. Mm. Yeah, you might be right about that, Mark. Okay, I see. I can see where you're coming from in, in keeping this one quiet. But I guess, you know, even if the media did find out about it, as you said, they're more interested in the horse race and, uh, you know, pointing out who's who's ahead this week and, you know, making it look they like just, it's this big the, battle. It cannot enter into their world that Ron Paul has a chance. You know, it just it can't. If he keeps doing this but and picking wh- these delegates What happens up, if he gets the nomination? I mean, wouldn't you say that this is a usurpation of a of, of a system that's set in place, that this is uh, a miscarriage of what the Republican voters want? That's a good question, Mark. 855-453. If this happened the other way around, if Ron Paul won every one of these states Mm -hmm. and Mitt Romney made the nomination, uh, people would be upset. People would be ready to rip each other's eyes out. Free Talk Live. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you here this evening, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have for you there. News updates are included. You can follow Free Talk Live on Facebook and Twitter and also receive emailed updates from us to uh, alert you when there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up. That's news.freetalklive.com. So we were talking about Ron Paul a moment ago, how according to Slate... He is secretly winning these caucuses by knowing the rules and knowing how to work the system. And Mark, you touched on something interesting here, and that is the idea that what if Ron Paul somehow pulls out enough delegates to win? It doesn't seem like that's going to be likely. You've got people like Romney or whatever taking states like Florida as primary states with 50 delegates, and that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to surpass that. Well, wait a second. But there's also the thing about the, the, what is it, the brokered convention where that can totally change everything? Sure. If it's uh, basically a delegate is sworn to vote for whomever they're supposed to vote for, mm-hmm. Romney or whatever. And I, you know, I don't the, the rules have changed entirely. So I don't think anyone can uh, without any kind of with, with any kind of authority say, well, in this case, they have to do such and such. And, you know, I mean, it, it, this is difficult from a national level because you have to look at 50 different states and probably to some extent. Even the counties have rules, and I so you know I don't know whether the the fifty delegates from Florida have to go to Romney. I couldn't say that that's true. What if the delegates decide, I you know I feel as an American that I must vote for Ron Paul? What happens if they do? It's certainly possible. I mean, clearly the delegate types are going to be the most dedicated to whomever, whichever candidate they have uh, allied themselves with. But there is the chance they could change their minds. I mean, there's still more debates to come. There's still more, uh, you know, mudslinging between the, the candidates. Different states appoint their delegates differently. And yeah. um, many of these states where the delegate, these caucus states, the delegates are appointed at the caucus. And essentially everybody, everybody votes. Who do you like best? And, uh, you know, they vote and the winner is the winner. And then later on, after everybody trickles out, they say, OK, who wants to be I see what you're saying. So what you're saying is Des Moines or so what, St. Louis or whatever. So what you're saying is that that these people who are delegates for whatever candidate in these different states, maybe the the people themselves in some places haven't been chosen. You're saying that at the caucus for the wait for the, the like the state caucus that that's when they'll choose. The, in some the cases, that's what happens. That's what certainly happens. And then it could be a matter of just if Ron Paul people are the the majority of the people at the caucus, they're more likely to get in as delegates, right? Absolutely. If they get, you know, for whatever, like this is what happened. There's this a lot is of what they're claiming happened in in, uh, in Minnesota. If if the dele- if the Ron Paul people get chosen as delegates, and it doesn't matter what the votes were, it doesn't matter what the vote was. So there are a lot. Basically, what you're saying is there's a lot of question marks here. It's not clear as to how this is going to play out at this point in the game. There's a lot to come, and isn't it the uh, the national convention thing August? So I mean, you're yep. still looking at another six months of, uh, of campaign. But as I understand it, these delegates then go to a state convention where they then vote on the delegates that go from the state. So these are the county delegates that go to the state delegates, and you know it, it gets it gets complicated. It's Elections are so confusing. How yep. can how can uh, the average person understand this? I don't know. I have they're not intended to. I don't think. I don't think so either. So, uh, so with all that in mind, if there's a chance Ron Paul could come out of this, the victor, just from knowing how to work the system, you're saying that could really upset some people, Mark. But, hey, it, 
if you don't like the system, then change it, right? That's what they always tell us. Or <laughs> oh, work it's not going to make me system. feel bad. It, it won't make yeah. me feel bad if, uh, for whatever reason, Ron Paul does right. well. Right, who cares if the Republican Party implodes over this? You know, if a bunch <laughs> right. of people want to go and take their uh, take their party memberships and create another party or whatever Goodbye. it is they want to do. Uh, then yeah, who cares if if that if that's what happens after Ron Paul gets the nod? I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> We're well, gonna make a new party. We're gonna call it bigots, warmongers, and go. religious no, no, zealots. No. They'll bring back one of the old words, like they'll be the Whigs or something like that. <laughs> the KKK party. How about that? Oh, God. Uh, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm excited to see that they those guys are you know still active behind the scenes and and of course Ron Paul you know did do pretty well in some of those primaries as far as or the uh, the caucuses like coming in at a solid second place in some some cases. Well, I think that uh, you mentioned the KKK party, and I think that that's an unfair characterization. Um, I think that you, it bears mentioning at that this point then that Ron Paul has received a lot of help, a lot of uh, support and financial help from white supremacist groups. So I mean, a lot of it. What? The, the, look, the, didn't you see, not see the new memos that came out with no, the? Uh, I've not seen there's um, another white supremacist group. They're claiming to have met with Ron Paul, which probably means they shook his hand at some uh, some uh, thing, and you know, talking about the amount of money they had given and stuff like that. I mean, you know, a oh, lot wow. of these groups, a lot of these groups like him. Are you sure? Did you like research them to make sure that they're real white supremacist groups and they're not just like, oh, uh, we're going to be from a different party and pretend to be white supremacists and give. I know that sounds crazy, but like, I don't know. Everyone wants to to paint him like a racist. This was the this was the anonymous uh, group actually hacked this uh, this group's website Mm -hmm. and then found these emails in the in the process. And um, I think that it came as a, a, a shock to everybody. Now, wow, I don't, yeah, I totally I don't didn't hear about that. think it makes it true, mind you. Wait, These makes are just true? claims from bigots that they had, well, I saw I saw the new Liberty Jesus, right? You know, I mean, I don't think that that makes any, that makes the, the fact that it happened, because there's no evidence that the, these meetings happened or these conference calls happened. Ah, uh, okay. Got so, it. It's just emails from people making claims. I'd, yeah, be, I'd I mean, look like an important guy to my buddies if I said, that, well, I got Ron Paul on speed dial. Okay, so when when it comes to Ron Paul and the racism allegations, obviously these are going to raise their head. It's, it's an ugly, ugly thing. Well, you're the one uh, who said that the Republicans should call themselves the KKK party, and I think that when you make a specious and unfounded uh, allegation like that, it deserves to be pointed out that hey, there's ties to all these candidates. I think that the, I see what you're saying. You're saying that even racists will vote for Ron Paul. I think That's the racists, saying. if they don't get Ron Paul, they will get they'll they'll vote for any of the Republicans. Frankly, well, a lot of different groups uh, have reason to love liberty uh you know people who make it their lives to focus on hate no those people shouldn't be able to carry out their hate and acts of aggression but they should be free to show themselves as racist as much as they want so that i I can know who they are and ignore them and not patronize their businesses and just like the prostitutes that support ron paul ron paul doesn't that doesn't mean he supports he's not a hooker because ron paul wants the prostitutes to be free to do what they do doesn't mean he's a hooker and because he wants the racist to be free to do what they do doesn't mean that he's he'd look good in the pimp hat though Um, ron paul and i think that you know it's (laughs) important people talk about with a pin pad on? Yeah, that's hilarious. So uh, <laughs> people will talk about how Ron Paul wants to get rid of the Civil Rights Act <laughs> of 1960-whatever. Uh, then, you know, businesses would be able to not allow blacks in. Hey, you know what? That means businesses wouldn't be able to allow whites in either. That doesn't make him a racist. That makes him fair. Right. It's just freedom. And it's I would not like to know, pretty. if there's a business that doesn't want, want white people in there for whatever reason, then I, I don't want to be in there. That would be Put awkward. Put a sign on the door, please. Right. Let me know.
I don't, frankly don't want to go into your business and have my food spit in. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Uh, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, any accusations that Ron Paul is in any way a racist is absolutely absurd. Uh, I mean, he has he has addressed this issue time and time again and pointed out that Ron Paul, his policies are as unracist as they get. Yep. They are the, the most uh, equitable I, a racist couldn't make the statements that he's made when confronted with this information. Right, like how by ending I, the war on drugs, my, we're going to free Luther people. Martin Luther King Jr. is my hero. Yeah. And how by ending the war on drugs, you'll be freeing all kinds of um, blacks and Hispanics from prison cells who don't deserve to be there. Because, as Ron Paul's pointed out, the, the war on drugs disproportionately targets people who are not white. So 855-450-FREE is the number. Let's go to Ed, listening in Washington. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live, Ian, Ali, and Mark. Mm-hmm. Yes, as a matter of fact, I've been here before, about twice before. You've been what, what twice you... before? Yes. Uh, You've been what? I've been, I've spoken with you twice before. Oh, I'm glad you're keeping track. Go ahead, Ed. One of you made the remark about Ron Paul accepting support from the KKK. And Actually, I, I think what I said was that Ron, that the KKK was giving financial support to Ron Paul, which, you know... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's made any public... Has he made a public statement about it, Mark? Not this time. Know. The last time around he did. One uh, of you guys said that he had accepted public support from the KKK. Okay, but, go on with your point. I think I think he's taking money uh, like from people that are donating to him, but I'll tell you what, we'll bring you back here in a moment, Ed, and you can uh, make your point in just a moment. 855-453. want to make sure you have enough time to get out what you have to say. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find for free. And if you want to support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there, different links for different countries. You click on the appropriate link for you and get the stuff that you're looking for. I just uh, ordered a couple of SD cards off of Amazon. Got a, what I consider to be a pretty good deal. It was like 17 bucks for a Class 10, which is like really fast. It's the fastest class card. Okay. Uh, 16 gigabytes. What do you free, do with these delivery? things? I put them in my video camera. I see. Yeah. So, uh, but there's a lot of things you could do with SD cards. So I, that's what I got recently over at Amazon and uh, a phone too. Uh, they they had uh, these phones. Like I, I hadn't bought a phone in a decade. Like one of those house phone things. A, a house phone? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like you get four handsets now. It's crazy. And you get it for like 50 bucks. The phones are just awesome. Like there's a digital answering machine built in. Each mm-hmm. handset is also a speakerphone. So like yeah. literally... 
you're getting a crazy deal. Anyway, I get the same thing that you ordered. Shop.freetalklive.com is uh, is there for you. It's a way for you to get the stuff that you want. In my case, I got free Super Saver shipping because all my stuff totaled more than 25 bucks, And I got a great deal. And it's all helping Free Talk Live as well. Because when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com, we get a cut of the sale. But there's some things you can't get at Amazon. Do you think you can't get gold and silver at Amazon? I don't think you can. I don't know. I'll I check. It. I'll check on that. But I don't think you can. But I think you can get sil- uh, jewelry. Like- jewelry, maybe, yeah, but not actual like silver rounds. Oh no, you're no. not going to be able to buy, uh, you know, pre pre nineteen sixty five ten cent pieces there. No, you you can't get the Ludwig von Mises uh, silver, uh, you know, mint quality silver piece over there, uh, but. You can at gold.freetalklive.com. We've got all kinds of pieces over there, gold and silver, uh, available to you. Uh, and, you know, lots of people are getting gold and silver for lots of different reasons, whether it's a hedge against inflation or investment or barter currency. I kind of feel like it's going to be going up here in the relatively near future. That's just me. That's what I read. But, you know, hey, who knows? You never know with these things. Uh, we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some of the best rates that you're going to be able to find on the Internet. And... You're helping Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Yeah, okay, so you can get some silver through this. I would have thought that you could have. You can, but it doesn't look like the best way to buy it. Mostly you're going to be able to buy stuff like to hold your silver through Amazon, little clasp things oh, you can put them in. Useful. You can do that there. All right, so 855-450-FREE-ED is back with us here. Uh, Ed, you were saying something about Ron Paul. Go ahead and get to your thoughts. Yes, as a matter of fact, I... Wanted to ask a question of you, uh, especially the the host who had something to say about Ron Paul. I think and all three of us had something is, to say about Ron Paul, but go ahead. My question is, do you believe a rumor or do you believe a fact? Just that. If someone gives you a rumor, do you go ahead and propagate it or do you go ahead and ignore it, ignore it or do you go ahead and propagate the fact? If the fact is spoken... You understand it. If the rumor is spoken, well, you might understand it. But my question is, do you propagate the rumor or do you propagate the fact? The fact so is, Ron Ed, Paul good Lord, Ed, are you asking me a question or not? Money, pardon? Do, do you want to answer Are you asking question? me a question or not? I'm asking you a question. If Ron right. Paul is supposedly taking money from someone... Do you know that it's the truth, or is it not? I know that it was uh, that it was received out of hacked emails that these people claimed to have meetings with Ron Paul and claimed to be giving him financial support. That is Where's a fact. Where's the hacked email? Where's the information? The facts. I you want to know the facts. Go and look online. Uh, anonymous hacked emails. Ron Paul. Google that. You're gonna. But I mean, you, you didn't. Know, it's a big it. internet out there. I don't have this stuff ready for that's you. That's not telling me anything. You did. That's pre- just telling me that you heard something from somebody else. It's a rumor. I saw the information that was hacked. Right. Some of it. Now the information could have been faked. It could have all been sure you know, total bunk. And and you you know you told the story about how you came across the information, Mark. So it wasn't like you were presenting this as you know a guaranteed. He just Ron doesn't Paul want anything fact. bad ever said about Ron Paul. You shouldn't say anything bad about Ron Paul. He's a good man, and I agree. He is. It is my job on the media to report the things that I know. Well, I have a responsibility but if you're to my a listeners. Lie, just that, that doesn't mean anything. It's not a lie. It's the truth. How do you know it's not I, a lie? Wait it's, a minute both of you hold, you on, hold on i think ed has a, i think ed has a point here mark but you're both getting a little out of control look maybe it is a lie because maybe these hacked emails aren't real i mean maybe you can't trust the source but 
he, but Ed Mark isn't presenting these emails as fact. What he's presenting is his story about how he came across the allegations. That's so, his story. Right. Where's, it's his where's story. the story for real? Ed, well, Mark how could you, you, how could you corrupt? That's the only thing i got to say. I'm going to hang up here Bye-bye. because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm just saying that uh, if you're going to propagate something, you at least verify it completely. Well, Thank no, you. I don't think that's necessary, Ed, but thanks for the call. You know, I appreciate hearing from you. You're welcome to stay. How does but, one truly hunt down anything right, to the point that you that. know it's true? Uh, we, we can't do that on this show. We, we'll do a little bit of due diligence, uh, like, you know, check out a source to make sure it's not one of those onion-like websites, just to see if it's not a, if it's We not know that Stormfront gave money to the Ron Paul campaign in 2008. I doubt right. very seriously they've changed their mind on who their favorite candidate is since then. I mean, and Ron That's Paul addressed out. that issue, saying that he, he rather t- wouldn't it be better for him to use the money than for for them to keep it for whatever nefarious purposes I that think they it was keep a great it for. Point. I'll go ahead and say what I think looks bad is when people get really defensive when you say anything negative at all about someone and they get defensive about it. I think that looks worse. I think addressing things and being upfront and like we right. explained, it doesn't really matter who's like giving him money. I mean, if they're if if it seems like there's corruption and stuff or there's like evidence of that, then yeah, maybe like some red flags, but it doesn't seem like that. Uh, right. He Ron can't Paul help who care. supports him. He, right. He doesn't care if it's uh, if it's a prostitute or a racist, as you guys pointed out last time. Uh, th- as long as the money is going to his campaign, that's all he's really concerned I with. I support Ron Paul in this race, but what right. I support I've higher, the uh, the, the, to me, the higher cause is truth. And, you know, all I can say is that it looks like some bigoted organization out there likes Ron Paul and financially supported Ron Paul and claims to have met Ron Paul. I don't believe that they met him. I don't feel like you presented that as a, you know, ironclad fact. I don't got I didn't get that feeling. Did you, Allie, when Mark was talking about this? Uh, It sounded like it was just a rumor. Right. I mean, you presented all the details about how you you got this information. Just as when we read a news article, I always, if you don't if you don't mention it, Mark, I'll always say, "Well, where'd you get that from?" It's so important. we can cite the source. Uh, in this case, the source is anonymous. Right. So how are you going to track that one down? That's the organization anonymous. Right. And I mean, I, what, what can I tell you? You either will take what they say at face value or not. And so we're presenting it to you, and you get to decide whether you take it at face value. You know, I think where Ed was coming from is this kind of position that you have a responsibility as broadcasters. You have the power of the microphone, and you can't just be getting on the radio and uh, telling people things that may not be true. Well, sure. If we say, rumor has it that the CIA's website is down then we're presenting to you the information as accurately as possible. Right. It's well, a rumor. If it, then I, what I saw was from my board operator that it was rumor has it. Well, I knew that I could verify that, so I went to CIA.gov, found out that it was down, and I confirmed that rumor. And by but, the way, when he acted all defensive, now we're talking about it more. We were done with the conversation. But him getting all flustered and upset about it, um, if you want to go to... another segment of the show yeah, now. Disinfo.com. Right. Like, if you don't want people to talk about it, don't call in and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Disinfo. 
Infinfo.com says hacked emails show closer ties between Ron Paul and neo Nazis. Anonymous claims, and you Just can go. Claim. You can go ahead and go and research this. I I searched exactly the same things that I told him to search for on Google, but he, he doesn't want to do that. He's not going to read it because he doesn't want to hear that info. Yeah. And frankly, you have to be able to address the goods and the bads about your candidate. And Ron Paul in the Republican primary is my candidate so you know i just to me it's important to talk about what's true and by the way if we didn't take any if if you only took the things that you know to be true we wouldn't have anything to talk about every news story out there we're trusting the news uh you know organization to give us whatever facts there are well i don't necessarily trust them to be honest on their reporting but I'm aware that there's a possibility that it may not be true, and I'm presenting it as it's reported. That's all. And I, I present it as it's reported, and I provide opinions about how it's reported. And I present opi- and I provide opinions about the the alleged news. Yeah, whether all or not we can it's go true, with we don't sto- know. Yeah, all we can go with is the story that we have. Do we you can want do us to research. hire? Do you want us to hire a, re- a crack research team at the cost of? Oh, I don't know. What what would that cost us? One hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. And then you guys have to research everyone who's an amp and make sure they're not racist. Right, and then what we'll have to do also <laughs> is research everyone who calls the show, uh, because anybody can call the show and claim anything they want to. Do we need to also verify all the claims of the callers too before those will get presented on the yep. air? It's just absurd. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, drones approved by the U.S. Congress. Uh, We'll also talk about Freedom Watch. You can bring up anything you want. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The place to go. Lots of features uh, there. We give them to you. So, again, freetalklive.com. Dot com. You can actually create the content on the site there by submitting things you find online that you think our listeners might like. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the site. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. From the Washington Times, washingtontimes.com, a follow-up piece here on something we've been talking about for the last year or so. Unfortunately, I wish we didn't have to talk about it, but it's a sign of the times. Look, up in the sky, is it a bird? Is it a plane? This is the Washington Times. It's a drone. It's watching you. That's what privacy advocates fear from a bill in Congress passed this week to make it easier for the government to fly unmanned spy planes in U.S. airspace. If you've been listening uh, for a little while, you know we've talked about how they... They're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, they tested these things in Houston about a year back, if I'm recalling correctly. They've been tested in other major cities since then. So it's the police departments that are going to be running these things. Probably Homeland Security will have some. I mean, for all you know, there's going to be different 
agencies with different drones uh, flying over your city sometime soon. Some of these drones are actually black helicopters. Really? An actual unmanned helicopter? Oh, yeah, they have them. Wow, that's I watched crazy. the show on mil- the military channel. Um, I probably the, uh, the, 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 the single most uh, largest consuming Quaker of the military channel out there. <laughs> but um, I watched the military channel, and they've got this uh, black unmanned <laughs> helicopter drone thing. Wow. It's, it's small compared to a helicopter, but it's big. Like, you probably could fit a human in it. I don't know if it could hold, it could carry them, go aloft with them, but... That's incredible. I have to wonder about that. Like, as far as what happens if the drone loses radio connection with the remote control? Yeah, like a plane would uh, at least do a little gliding. Well, I mean, if you had a human, then uh, the human would uh, would be able to control the, the device and it yep. wouldn't matter. Yeah, then it wouldn't be a drone. Right. So, like, what happens if the radio connection goes out? Does it probably just fall out of the sky? the rotor doesn't stop spinning. That's probably true. That seems like a bad plan. But any well, little bit of any little bit of uh, the advantage here, Mister Police Officer, is that when it, when you lose radio contact, the blade just stops. So there's no there's no chance of it uh, falling out of the sky and killing somebody. But I mean, these are very precision devices. Any any amount of uh, you know slight change off axis or whatever could send that thing careening into a building or whatever. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for it to lose total control if no one is tr- is actually it, controlling it. Ian, it's the jo- government's job to keep us safe. I don't see what the problem is. one <laughs> free So the FAA Reauthorization Act... Which President Obama is expected to sign also orders the Federal Aviation Administration to develop regulations for the testing and licensing of commercial drones by 2015. Privacy advocates say the measure will lead to widespread use of drones for electronic surveillance by police agencies across the country and eventually by private companies as well. There are serious policy questions on the horizon about privacy and surveillance by both government agencies and commercial entities says Stephen Aftergood, who heads the Project on Government Secrecy at the Federation of American Scientists. The Electronic Frontier Foundation is also concerned about the implications for surveillance by government agencies. The provision in the legislation is the fruit of a huge push by lawmakers and the defense sector, that's the military-industrial complex, to expand the use of drones in American airspace, she added. According to some estimates, the commercial drone market in the United States could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars once the FAA clears their use. The agency projects that 30,000 drones could be in the nation's skies by 2020. See, this is just insane and something I wanted to... You said it was the Reauthorization Act. Correct. I I think it's really telling when they have these... I'm sure they have Reauthorization Acts every year when something that they authorize to the government to do because of a time of crisis well oh it's just for right now because things are are scary and everything so we need to have this this higher level of authority over over our citizens but then they just reintroduce it into an act that no one usually ever hears about and they just reauthorize it and reauthorize how long before they stop even needing acts and they're just like well once we have the authority to do something we're just going to keep doing it well there's plenty of agencies that just set up rules and do whatever the heck they want i mean you mm-hmm. know this, the, uh, these rules aren't laws passed by whatever the lawmaking body is in a democratic republic or whatever the the, the bullcrap is that we're told about how this government works so, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how often, I don't know if it's every year that they have to reauthorize the FAA. I'm not sure what the, the period of time is, uh, but 
course, if we actually had liberty-oriented people interest, you know, in in Washington D.C., they could use this as an opportunity to abolish the FAA. But instead, with the Reauthorization Act, they're making it more powerful. They're allowing more government, and it's expanding the state. Unfortunately, people that want to allow others to be free aren't attracted to Washington for whatever reason. They want to work. <laughs> the highest profile use of uh, drones by the U.S. has been in the CIA's armed predator drone program. And again, the, uh, this brings up another question. How many of these 30,000 drones it'll be in the sky by 2020? Again, this is the agency's projection, so who knows how accurate it is. But if they are, there actually are that many drones in the skies by 2020, how many of them will have uh, you know, gun turrets on them? Oh, did you see the photos from the Super Bowl of the guy that's, you know... With the sniper? With the sni- yeah, the sniper guy at the Super Bowl. That was that's just creepy. insane. How many people at the Super Bowl knew that that guy was there? No, nobody, except for the security crew, I would imagine. So no one's even going to realize there's... Yeah, I saw it. Guns in the sky. Of course, he had uh, he had people in there in his crosshairs. I mean, he had the whole American time, yeah, scanning in his, the crowd. Um, I just saw on that same show. I told you, future weapons. Uh, last night mm-hmm. they had a, they have a remote control car thing that has a camera on it, so you can go get terrorists in buildings um, without uh, putting U.S. assets at uh, in danger, or, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But these things have uh, a little Uzi on them. Just. <laughs> You know, you know oh, it, if you can imagine what it's what it's like, you know, you're you know, you're holed up for whatever reason. You don't want the government to come, um, you know, in your home. You've said no. You may not enter my home. I have uh, you know rights under the Fourth Amendment. Blah 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 blah. And they <laughs> you're sound like a terrorist. We're gonna drive our remote control car in there and shoot your butt. Have you seen the tiny cannon? Do we do we do we look at that one night a <laughs> yes. long time ago? This thing is insane. If you search for tiny cannon on Google, it'll come up. the uh, The YouTube videos will come up, and it is the smallest little thing, but it does huge damage. It looks almost like a toy because it's so tiny. But are you talking about a revolver? No, it's, it's a cannon. It, it's like gunpowder. It has little, nothing to do with what we're talking about. Little cannonballs. <laughs> well, you were talking about this RC car, and it made me think of the tiny cannon. That's it, indeed. It, like I said, it has nothing to do, do with. Do you what want we're one, Ian? No, not at all. They're incredibly dangerous. <laughs> You'll put holes in things that just. No, it's terrible. It's built like a little howitzer. So, uh, back to the story about the drones, according to the Washington Times. So, again, the question is how many of these drones are actually going to be armed? But either way, it's really creepy. The vast majority of U.S. drone uh, missions are flown for surveillance, according to the story. This, again, talking about the drones overseas in Afghanistan. The use of the drone surveillance has grown so rapidly it created a glut of video material to be analyzed. They had so many drones flying about recording video, they didn't have enough They're busy keeping folks free. Bureaucrats to actually sit there and watch it all, which, of course, is a problem that they ran into in uh, London, where they have millions of CCTV cameras, but nowhere near as many uh, bureaucrats Cops to, to watch them. observe them. So that is uh, kind of a hole in their plan. But that doesn't matter. The, uh, the you know, kind of the... The mentality here is what's important. The the message, the the symbolism of it mm-hmm. is what's important. That uh, we're watching you. You know, Big Brother is in the skies. This is cr- you know creepy to the max. Nineteen eighty four Orwellian society. What have what you do got I ha- to hide? Have to hide? Well, most of us, I think, have something to hide from the government. Everything's criminal. I think a lot of people don't think they have a lot to hide from the government. Joel Salatin, he's a farmer for a living, and he says that he, everything he wants to do is illegal. You can't even have raw milk in this country in some places. I yep. mean, you, They're going to be using these drones to go after Amish men. Right, you could be hiding your raw milk. milk to people. And horse and buggy. 
So the legislation in this case uh, will order the FAA before the end of the year to expedite the process through which it authorizes the use of drones. So they're saying speed it up. The FAA currently issues certificates which can cover multiple flights by more than one aircraft on a case-by-case basis. So they're looking to, uh, they're looking to open that up. Uh, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. 1-855-450-FREE. Is having drones in the sky, is that something that's going to make you feel all warm and safe inside? It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk live, bring up anything you want. Toll free, 855 450 free. The SACL CAI toll free line, 1 855 450 3733. Here tonight is Ian, Allie, and Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features we give to you. Uh, they are for free, like the bulletin board system. Go and uh, get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. It's our forum, basically. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And if you want to get a free audio book, we've got the solution for you. Yeah, this is actually a solution for how to consume the books that you want to consume without having to sit down and read them. Because that's, for me, the hardest. I've got all kinds of books piled up that, and, you know, pamphlets and uh, newsletters and magazines and things piled up that I need to go through and I. They can sit for months. But what I do do is when I'm in the car running my errands, I listen to audiobooks. It makes it a heck of a lot easier to consume the information that I want. And to do it while I'm doing other things. Sometimes I'll do it while I'm at, uh, you know, sitting at my desk or while I'm uh, working out on the treadmill or whatever. And you can get a free audiobook and try it from audible.com. They're the world's leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. And they've got books in every category that uh, you could possibly want, more than 150,000 titles. And just, I mean, just about anything you want, new new ones, old ones, whatever, you can get a free download with your free gold membership at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get your free audiobook. All right. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. So the drones, of course, aren't the only news out there to talk about. Uh, also, Freedom Watch has been taken off the air. Now, Freedom Watch is uh, was, I don't know, is, is it done like right now or there's still like another week of shows coming? I couldn't say. I just heard it was taken off the air. I just saw the, the uh, news source say that it was just like a little thing from Fox Business Network saying what their new lineup is going to be and that mm-hmm. it does not include uh, Freedom Watch anymore. And it's it, more businessy, right? So they say. Well, if... Um, 
if it's anything like the radio business, typically you don't usually find out in advance that you're going to lose your your job. Not too much because you can, uh, you know, they don't want jocks scuttling the station and saying bad things and stuff like that. Right. They don't want you to get on the air and say something nasty about the general manager or something about a, a, a you know. <laughs> Here's my your... chance. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. Well, if you knew what these people did, you know, in their spare time or, or, or try to announce where you're going to or what your new station's going to be. I wasn't fired. I quit. <laughs> well, all of those things. And so I'd say, you know, just speculating, I'm doubting there's more Freedom Watch to come. Maybe there will be some left. Sometimes, you know, you'll get a little courtesy from uh, from the higher ups and they'll actually let you say goodbye, which is always nice when, when that happens. Um, I think everyone's hoping that uh, Judge Napolitano does what Adam Kokesh did when he wasn't on the air anymore, and he now just you can just go to his YouTube channel and see what he's up to. Yeah, he's gone completely independent. Uh, Kokesh was on the RT network, Russia Today, and then they canned him, and he went off and did his own thing over at Adam versus the Man dot com, and mm-hmm. there's a YouTube channel there. He's doing so. great work. Yeah, there's no reason why somebody like uh, Judge Napolitano wouldn't be able to do that. I Glenn don't imagine Beck's essentially doing the same thing, right? Yeah, that's right. Beck did uh, leave Fox News. I don't know. Did he get fa- canned or did he leave on I his own volition? I think he did get I forget canned. what happened there. I don't recall the details. But yeah, Beck started his own uh, TV thing online. And uh, so Napolitano could easily do that. I mean, I don't know him, but I'm I'm imagining that he's okay with finances. So he could probably, you know, spin off into whatever it is he, he wants to do. So maybe it, maybe not being on Fox Business will be, you know, the best thing that ever happened to him. There's you know, that possibility. With Free Talk Live, that's essentially what happened with us. Right. I mean, we were on you know, very, you know, a relatively popular little FM station in Sarasota, Florida. We likely would have never done, you know, would have only grown as much as they would have let us grow. Clear channel. If, if mm-hmm. they would have continued to let us stay there. They weren't paying us much, but it was a nice signal and it was nice to get all those calls all the time. And uh, they flipped the format to a, uh, a new, uh, what, what they rock. call it? It was a rock station. Just, alternative rock. But the Alternative rock yeah. station. And, you know, Free Talk Live was... Uh, out of there, so we ended up. Having well, they had promised us that we were going to get. Remember, they promised us that we were going. Well, you weren't on the show at this time. They, yes, I they was. They canned you out. No, they canned you. Maverick uh, Johnson called in and said um, that you know we were going to. That he's like, man, you guys are awesome. We'll give you a you know if if anything ever happens with one zero five nine, we'll give you a weekday slot on uh, uh, fourteen fifty. Real well, okay. Well, that was back when you were working for he the was station. On air, you got fired at one point from from that from uh, the show. From that's Channel. correct. From well, I I had quit Clear Channel and I was in the office selling ads or something. Uh, you know, to you know, doing some ad agency stuff with the uh, and and then you asked me if I would, uh, you know, sit in and answer phones and so I did that. But um, they. Well, when we lost the the gig at Clear Channel, uh, you weren't on the show. It was uh, me and Mike and Todd at that uh, at that time, and they had told us that we were going to uh, go on the AM station that they had just repurposed to be more of a, a local station. By the way, that station has since flipped. Formats. I was not there for that promise. Correct, but so I knew that I'm that explaining. promise was coming. Right, so that was the promise, but they went back on their promise and they brought Sean Hannity in instead. So the original plan was they were going to take Free Talk Live and put us on uh, an afternoon drive and kind of promote the show to a better time slot, uh, you know, during drive time. And that never ended up materializing. And at that, it was shortly thereafter that they let you know let me go. They no longer needed my services. They I did got, give you a severance. I package. got a four week severance package, it's which awesome. you know wasn't bad. You you probably one of the longest employees there at the time. Six years, six years in radio in one place is a pretty long time. 
people tend to get fired quite a bit in this business. So, you know, I mean, essentially... Um, but yeah, it set us free, and we were able to take the show. Uh, we took it to different stations around town yeah. and uh, and ended up getting syndicated I'm sure later. there were, you know, more than, their, more than our fair share of chuckles about our show um, in the, uh, you know, couple few years that it was, you know, on some AM stations around Sarasota. wasn't nearly uh, as popular, wasn't certainly wasn't getting as many calls as it was, but... Hardly anyone could hear us on Nobody's WTMY. chuckling now. Right. In fact, uh, we're on what a, a number of Clear Channel stations now. And had we stayed with Clear Channel, I can't imagine that the corporate uh, bosses at Clear Channel would have ever seen the vision for Free Talk Live from the inside of the cor- the company. I can't either. I can't imagine that Free Talk Live would have gone anywhere. I can't even see us having ever syndicated out of Sarasota on, on Clear Channel. It just seems it seems unlikely. They tried it one time back when we were on the FM station. It was a duplicate, basically a syndicate uh, a syndicated station of some of their Orlando and West Palm Beach uh, FM talk products, mm-hmm. and those the, that didn't work out for clear channel they didn't stick with it long enough they didn't give it the promotion that it needed and they they called it you know they called it quits and those shows are no longer syndicated anywhere except for the xm uh the xm channels now which clear channel owns the ones that we're on uh that's those are clear channel run xm channels and so we've had far more success without being controlled by a big corporation than we would have i think under their control and they probably would have started to hand down edicts on what we could and could not talk about absolutely Uh, uh, and it would have been a far more, a far less free talk sort of a situation. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, and I, I don't know how viable free talk live would be from their corporate model. It, it's, it, it includes a lot more profit for free talk live. It's essentially you and I. I mean, my wife does a little bit of the books. I mean, thank you for Allie for coming in. Uh, you know, your paycheck of nothing is waiting for you on the way. On I got a, a free knockoff sharpie today. I don't know you're That's talking right. about. You know, you got, you yeah, she a got a shoopy. She got a shoopy from uh, China. <laughs> but you know, there wouldn't. There wouldn't be enough profit at this, you know, the way we're running the show built in to run, you know, to keep a building with the lights on and all kinds of employees going. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Plus, it took six years to get to profitability or five or six years. Clear Channel doesn't like those kind of numbers. They're not going to wait that long. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include our mobile site, m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. And it will allow you to access our archives uh, via the podcast or also the live streams, all of it free, of course, m.freetalklive.com. Coming up here in less than two weeks, the kickoff of the 
2012 Liberty Forum. It's happening again at the National Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's a beautiful uh, hotel, and there are going to be hundreds of beautiful people uh, inside it because it's a great movement of amazing folks who are actually coming here as part of the Free State Project to get active, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. The Free State Project, that's what it's about, is bringing liberty-minded people all to the same place in order to uh, to to reach out to people, to change people's uh, hearts and minds, to get active in pursuit of liberty. And it's pretty exciting because we already have a thousand participants in the Free State Project here in New Hampshire. We've got over 11,000 that have signed and pledged to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And we're looking to get to 20,000, so we still have a little ways to go, but people aren't waiting until 20,000. They're coming now. And the Liberty Forum is a great chance to come up Experience New Hampshire, meet some of those hundreds of people that have already made the move, and decide for yourself whether or not this is the right movement for you. I can tell you, I didn't go to the Liberty Forum prior to uh, moving here. I was already sold on the idea. There wasn't a Liberty Forum prior to us moving here. You're right. There was Pork Fest, though. That's correct. Uh, I didn't go to any Free State Project events prior to moving here. I didn't visit New Hampshire prior to moving here. I was so sure it was the right thing for me. I did. But maybe you're not uh, so sure. I can tell you, if you come to the Liberty Forum, you'll likely have all the information you need to make up your mind. Because this is a social movement. It's about uh, getting together with other people who are of like mind and doing things together. Uh, Allie, you're here doing a variety of different sorts of things besides working and t- you know touching base with people as you doing a lot interact more, with the community. Doing you, a lot more than I ever did before. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, down in Alabama is where you're from. And yep. of course, we're from Florida. And I'm doing more in a week here than I did in a year in Florida. And I was one of the busiest people in Florida. Uh, well, maybe it's a little exaggeration, but it's a lot more going on on a weekly basis here than anywhere else. Which part is an exaggeration that you do more in a week? Yeah, maybe it's like two Depends weeks on the week. here. Yeah, because you know I did a, a fair amount in Florida, but it wasn't near as effective because I didn't have hardly anyone helping me. I'd agree with that. And so it makes a huge difference to have numbers, and that's what we're working on doing: is getting more and more people here. You're also involved in Free Keen TV. Yeah, uh, you're doing independent video production outside of the uh, the TV studio as well. And you can get involved in some of this stuff and meet some of these great people. I know Ali is going to be there. And you can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get signed up and use coupon code FTL2012. That's coupon code FTL2012. That coupon will save you 10% on the already pretty affordable prices for this convention. Freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's where you can learn about all the great guest speakers that they're going to have there. Get the schedule of events. And I believe that it is confirmed now that uh, during, I think it's Friday afternoon, during sort of a kind of a break, I guess it's like right after the speakers are done in the afternoon, Kelly Voluntarist uh, from Freekeen.com is going to be going back to Manchester Airport. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, there's a fresh video up over at Freekeen.com. I haven't even seen this one yet. It's the one with our very own Derek J from Tuesday Nights and Kelly Voluntarist, both stripping down uh, to their underwear, basically. In, their unmentionables. In the airport and handing out information to folks about uh, the TSA, anti-TSA information, basically. And uh, I haven't seen the video yet myself. I just saw it popped up on the site today. So I think Kelly's wearing more of like a sexy swimsuit. Looks swims more swimsuity. Yeah, she did have lingerie on the first time she yeah, went she in did. there, though. And uh, so she's going to be doing that again. I don't know. I imagine Derek J is going to join her again, and then maybe more people since it's the Liberty Forum, and there are going to be hundreds of people. At the hotel, you know, we'll carpool up to Manchester Airport directly from the hotel, and who knows how many people are going to, uh, you know, cel- celebrate their right to 
I don't know. I guess they're not celebrating. They're protesting the TSA, but it's uh, it's, it's definitely a happy sort of a, a protest. They're not angry in, in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's, lots of smiles are seen uh, when people take off their clothes at the airport. Yeah, they were taking people sure wanted people pictures amused. with them and everything. It was a big really <laughs> spectacle. <laughs> Who it looked was? like well, it looked like at the Just at people? the airport. Okay. I saw a video of people coming up to Kelly and Derek and asking, "Can I get my picture with you?" That's funny. Yeah. So uh, go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum and get registered there. FTL 2012, the coupon code. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. So we were talking about uh, Andrew Napolitano, uh, I guess, losing his gig at Fox News. Now, is has does anybody know, has he been fired completely? No, as or, I understand, he's going to be continuing to do stuff with Fox. So right. he has to be like the talking head guy that they have on the shows, yes. basically, here and there? He, he um, updated his Facebook and just sent a message to fans. Um, I can read it if you'd like. If yeah. you've got it handy, sure. He says, as many of you have no doubt heard, Freedom Watch will end next week. The okay, good, so he the, does have some time. Yeah. The good folks who own these studios and these cameras have other uses for them. Uh, we have a marvelous ride together, or we've had a marvelous ride together, and I know from the thousands of emails that have come our way that you have been faithful to the message of freedom and to your night watchman as its temporary messenger. Your night watchman is not going anywhere. I will be all over the Fox News channel, just as I was before Freedom Watch, and I might even have some surprises in store for you, not the least of which will be the grand finale sometime next week. The angels and the saints who close the doors also open them. This is true. Angels are a baseball team. The Saints are a football team. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I get what he's saying, though. And it's it's an important point. It touches on what we were saying before, is that sometimes when life will deal you what seems to be a bad uh, bad hand you never know what's what's coming next and you have it's always to. And it's always a good idea to keep a smile on your face too because yeah. you know i mean he could he could be a real uh, princess about this and make a big fuss sure and you know they'll just can him and send him out the door I think he's handling it in a very professional manner. Yeah. It's the way to go. In fact, there were some emails that were flying around today uh, between certain activists, and one of them pointed out that it's you know they disagreed with the idea of a boycott over this. Yeah, uh, they felt like boycotting was a very emotional. Some people thing are, are to do. upset though, and right. I you know I mean I I get that some people are upset. Them so that I, that happens, and you know yeah I understand being upset. But the suggestion was that a boycott could ultimately backfire. And that it's if it's based on emotion, then it's not going to be very effective. Well, boycotts can often show your position to be a weak one. You know, I mean, if you're if free talk live audience, let's boycott Target tomorrow. You know, I'm just picking some store yeah. out of. I mean, they're never even going to feel the crunch. They're not even going to know what have happened. Any idea? Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not going to boycott anything because I don't watch Fox News in the first place. So well, this is actually Fox Business was what he was on. It's still a Fox News product. It, indeed, I, I, the, the word Fox is in it. Right. It's it's a Fox News uh, product. As sure I understand it. Fox Business is basically a subsidiary of. Uh, but Fox, Fox Business runs independently. Fox do they craps all over Ron Paul, whereas mm-hmm. Fox Business essentially gives them all the accolades they possibly can. Hmm. So you know. and and John Stossel still is on the channel. Indeed. Stossel. I haven't seen his show in a long time either, but it was good. The the episodes I saw were very good. Yeah. Uh, So 855, I just feel like, what, you know, can I really get something out of this? Is it really worth my time? I I recorded both of them uh, on my, you know, TiVo thing. I've got direct tv or whatever and mm-hmm. it's got some product that allows you to i don't even know what to call it i have no name for this but i can watch shows that have already uh, existed and 
I just, they would pile up and I wouldn't be able to watch right. them. When I did watch them, oh my goodness, these people are talking about the ideas of liberty. Frankly, right. I know I this stuff. I agree with you. You know, yes. if, it was, if it was some kind of historical thing or something, you know, I could learn something. That's it's something fine, new. But something mostly fresh, yeah. it's the basics. The and silver lining of all this is that all those Napolitano watchers will maybe have to turn to Free Talk Live now. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, so 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I like where, where he's coming from. You know, you've got to keep your eyes and ears open. Uh, be open to the opportunities that the universe will present to you after something bad happens. Uh, and also, don't be afraid to go out and make your own, because they say that you create your own luck in life, whoever they are. Yes. I've heard they say it. Who are they? I don't know, but they say a lot of things, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. You never know what doors or, or windows are going to uh, to open up after some close. And I think that's really prescient. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Whenever somebody loses a, a job they've had for a long time, I like to suggest to them that it could be the best thing that, that ever happened to them. Yep. Get you out I of agree. your comfort zone. You know? 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, if your comfort zone involves throwing a Frisbee at the beaches in L.A., you are going to be in trouble. You're out of your comfort zone. Because the lawmakers are very upset about this Frisbee action. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number, 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, Allie, and Mark, and inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. If you want to help support Free Talk Live, promote the show. We've got flyers that will help you do that, web banners, graphics, high-res graphics, actually. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and access those things, plus you get details on how to get a free bumper sticker. Promote dot freetalklive.com still to come here tonight lawmakers or enforcers who is to blame ali is going to uh, dig into that question here in a little bit uh, but first I want to tell you about what's happening out in los angeles according to cbs news which is one of the worst news reporting uh, organizations online consistently that i've ever seen uh, from from market to market, CBS News just seems to have really bad copy editing. I, I don't think it's the same guy that's in charge of every CBS <laughs> website, uh, but it's just bad. Anyway, uh, when you head down to the beach for a little fun this summer, according to CBS, county officials want you to know about some updated rules. The Board of Supervisors this week agreed to lift an all-out ban on playing with footballs, other balls, and frisbees on the beach, according to the media statement released by the L.A. County Department of Beaches and Harbors. That update means that beachgoers may toss balls and frisbees with lifeguards' permission on beaches in L.A. County between Memorial Day and Labor Day. However, citations may be given out to individuals who ignore lifeguards' orders. According to Lucy Kim from the L.A. County Department of Beaches and Harbors, a first-time offender will have to pay a $100 fine. For a second offense, beachgoers will face a $200 fine. Three or more within one year will result in a $500 fine. The new ball and frisbee tossing rules will be relaxed during the winter off-season. The ordinance also prohibits digging any hole deeper than 18 inches into the sand, except where permission is <laughs> oh granted. Gosh. For are, people, are people <laughs> digging, digging traps and putting punji sticks down there? <laughs> to, if I could just get this hole dug here, that pretty girl in a bikini will fall in and I go, however. The <laughs> what? <ordinance>. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening out there? 
It's a good idea. <laughs> you can, they love that. If, if you have permission uh, for a film and television production service, uh, you will then be able to dig a hole in the sand. Uh, so if you're it filming puts a, the lotion on its skin, yeah. or it gets the hose again. If you're filming a uh, some sort of a, a TV show, you'll be able to do it if you ask permission first. So apparently, this is actually a. a I, I don't know. Is this a step in the right direction? <laughs> I, apparently, playing with balls and frisbees on the beach was completely was outlawed. Completely previously. outlawed previously. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Is this like less government? It just seems um, like what we normally do on the beach. I'm just really surprised. So, are lifeguards some kind of? Are they kind of like cops or They're something? Beach police. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I never they really are now. I. <laughs> think that they've always been sort of in charge of the beach really i thought the lifeguards were there to save lives that's what police are there for they're saving <laughs> lives no i thought really lifeguards were there to save lives they sit up in their little stand flirt with the girls and then you know <laughs> i if think they that's see some, what most of them believe that they're there for if they initially. see some kid drowning they're gonna run out and save them and you know hopefully they're gonna maybe do cpr and that'll be the end of their job right they'll call the ambulance or something like that well, one of my best friends back home, Lisa, was a lifeguard for a bunch of years, and she just liked it, because not like one of these cops on the beach, but for private clubs and stuff for their pools, she would lifeguard, and sure. it was just, you know, an easy job. You would, every once in a while, some kid would, like, start to drown, and she'd have to jump in and save him, but that didn't happen that often. Now, if you're at a private pool, then I would imagine a lifeguard may be being more of an enforcer, like no running or uh, no horsing around and right. that sort of thing. Uh, lifeguards have a whistle and they blow it all the time, <laughs> even yeah. at the at the regular yes. beach. Huh? What do they What do they blow it about? Uh, like, the, I've I've had the whistle blown at me several times for swimming out too far. No really? swimming out too far. Are you one of those people that swims out where your family's all worried about you, like you're going to float off? I for a summer decided that I was going to do the fear swim instead of uh, my normal uh, my normal cardio routine. I was going to do swimming at the beach and I was going to swim out as far as I was able to in order to conquer my fear mm. of things swimming underneath me. I what see. about undertow and sharks? Well, undertow doesn't really exist out too far, and sharks was exactly the reason I was going to do the was doing the swim. So I would, face your fears. So I would swim even out if they're real. <laughs> you know, uh, half of a mile, and jeez, uh, you know, a good long ways. I, I, you know, I was in my late twenties. I was in fine, yeah. fine shape. Uh, you know, to be doing this, and it drive the lifeguards bananas. But three days a week, you know, I'm just going to swim. <laughs> you know, so you're just a man with you. a whistle. What are you going to do? <laughs> okay, so they didn't stop you. They just blew their whistle at you that more times than once and how did were you like the only one out there how do you know they were yelling at you did they say something specific or like, no i would just keep swimming so they would uh, you know were they, they shouting I, I, they shouting they never you? they never confronted me on the beach i wasn't so there you don't know. they could have been blowing a whistle at some kid you know running around or which like is that. exactly what you were talking about life and i said lifeguards have whistles and they blow them all the time well apparently they're going to be blowing them a lot i don't remember it from being in florida mark but apparently they blow them a lot down in uh, la county for people playing ball on the beach uh though now if you want to play frisbee you will have to ask permission and i don't know what the uh, the different you know, I don't know what the rules are as far as how you get permission from the lifeguard to play frisbee um that remains to be seen. Yeah. So, is this a smaller government provision? <laughs> I'm just wondering. You know, it's what, pathetic. What would? It was a total ban before, but now playing with a football or a frisbee or another ball is allowed, but only when you beg for permission. So, have they really done anything to actually reduce the involvement of government in our lives? 
I I would say no. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like the whole uh, marijuana. Should we, you know, decriminalize or legalize it? Well, a lot of people who want to legalize it want to tax it and regulate it too. So that's not great. Well, maybe you could liken it to that in some way, but I would say that even legalized marijuana is way better than prohibited marijuana, simply because we're not filling the jails with peaceful people under a legalized marijuana scheme. Well, yeah, yes. at least so I hope the jails aren't full in this place where it's currently illegal. Uh, you mean of Frisbee players? This is a hundred dollar fine, um, yeah. and it's doubtful that uh, a that people would pay it, and b that uh, oh people pay fines all the time. What are you talking about? I don't know what they'd pay. You know? People pay whatever they're told to pay, typically, or else they go to jail. Not in uh, Massachusetts on the marijuana fines. Typically, they right. There are some fines, Mark, like in, Ma- in Massachusetts, where the marijuana provisions have been written to where they, I don't know there's if somebody no will enforcement. Take a, take a frisbee fine seriously, Ian. That's what I mean. I think most people take fines seriously. The reason why no one pays in Massachusetts is because the word spread, word of mouth spread, that there was no punishment for not paying the fine. If you get a fine here in New Hampshire and you don't pay, you go to jail for $50 a day. Now, I don't know what they do to you out in Los Angeles, but I don't imagine it's very nice. Yeah, I certainly I don't imagine, want to go to an L.A. jail for right. 50 bucks a day. I don't imagine they're just letting it slide out in L.A. if they're issuing fines to people. But I could be wrong. And if you know more and you want to enlighten us, feel free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So I would say this is even more of a null you know, null change because now you have to ask permission to play with the, with the football, whereas before you just couldn't play with it at all. At least there was no permission process. I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem like it's in any, any way better in any way, shape, or form. It's better, but only mitigably. Because now they get to tell you where you can play and under what circumstances you can play. And it forwards the police state, essentially. You must ask the authority figure in order to do whatever To beg permission. Yeah, you have to beg permission to do what would just be a normal activity on the beach. And, you know, what about volleyball? No balls. No balls. There was no volleyball? No no balls allowed on the beach. No balls, no frisbees. Hmm. No playing with anything that is beside yourself, I what suppose. What about buckets and shovels and stuff like that? Well, you, as nothing, long as you don't dig a hole, it's more than 18 inches. Right, right. You better bring a measuring tape with you, I guess. Oh, I bet the lifeguard will be uh, walking around. <laughs> Can you imagine this? The He's lifeguard probably got it measured out the of The lifeguard comes in some inches. little kid's like, little holy stick so he could build a sandcastle and he sticks a stick sticks in it. Stick in there, <laughs> yep. Sticks his measuring tape in. Oh, you're in violation. Here's a ticket. Right. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Now, this is where it would be interesting to have uh, kids being involved in activism. I know a lot of parents are very afraid of uh, you know, putting their families on the line, and I don't blame them for that. But what, what would happen if you had, say, you know, a couple of eight-year-olds go out there and just start throwing a ball around right in front of the lifeguard? <laughs> like, you know, don't tell the lifeguard who your parents are so they can come after the parents because that's what they're going to want to do, right? Issue a, parent, you know, issue a ticket to the parents' names. But what are they going to do? What are they going to do to the kids? I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to come out, call the cops out, and uh, arrest them? I mean, how incredible would it be to get video footage of the LAPD coming out and handcuffing a little boy for playing frisbee with his, you know, with his friend? They're arresting kids in school. They're tasering six-year-olds. I don't doubt for a second that they'd do this. I, I didn't say I would doubt that they would do it. I just said, how amazing would it be to get video footage of it? Yes, well, how amazing would it be to get video footage? I'd prefer that not to happen to my son. To your son, sure, sure. Thanks. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. I mean, how much more insane can you get?
Oh, I'm sure they'll, they'll answer that question soon enough. Hour three. It seems like they always manage to top the absurdity. I, sometimes I, I literally am surprised with how absurd this mistake can be. All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE. There's more coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour three's next. Free Talk Live. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discreet packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. All right. So what we're going to talk about here, and then if we get a chance, we'll tell you more about the Bearcat manufacturer's salesperson. We dug into uh, his blog a little bit last night. It was very interesting. This was off the air. Yeah, I was going to say. We we, uh, activist types uh, were digging into his blog uh, that he told us about. This is the guy from the uh, manufacturer of the the company that manufactures the armored tanks for police departments, armored personnel carriers. Uh, we'll get back, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, Ali, you wanted to share an interesting piece that you found over at CopBlock, was it? Cop well, CopBlock posted it, but the piece is from stopthestate.blogspot.com. And it's by, it's Austin White's blog. All right. So it's, the article is called, Is It the Lawmakers or Law Enforcers Who Are to Blame? I'm going to say it is. Well, to some extent, both. But I think ultimately the law enforcers are the ones that uh, are to blame. Mark? Um, I think it's the lawmakers. I mean, they're the ones that give the uh, give the orders um, and, you know, they're the ones that cut the paychecks. Cops don't have to enforce them. Yeah. Well, whatever. So proponents of individual liberty. This is me, not him are excellent when it comes to identifying victims. But when it comes to. Uh, because, you know, when someone's aggressed against, it's like, obviously, you know, if they're being peaceful, then they're the victim. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes when it's like, well, whose fault is it? People often say, oh, it's the law's fault and the people that made the law. So uh, as I guess maybe Mark would claim, mm. is this correct? I, you know, I mean, I think that that's to, to me, it's the uh, people. It, it's really it's perception and perception is a responsibility of the person who perceives. So it is the you know, I've seen the enemy and it, it, it are us. Um, it's in fact the individuals out there, the ninety nine point whatever percent of the population that believe that it believe that for whatever reason that a single monopolistic organization can claim the right to use violence in a given geographic area. That's a great point, Mark. To the it is ultimately of all others. Yeah, it is a great point that ultimately everyone is to blame because what we're seeing is just a manifestation of the, the collective beliefs of the people in any given area. And uh, those same people hold the same dichotomous and uh, paradoxical belief that uh, you know, for instance, the founding fathers who 
picked up arms against their monolithic and uh, monopolistic state organization and fought back are right for having done so. But people who would do so now are not. Well, let's hear what Austin White has to say. Uh, He says, Walter Block has a very interesting defense of the insider of a riot. Uh, The act of advocating violence is not a violent act and directly harms no one. Therefore, the inciter should not be held responsible for any chaos that ensues from his words. It is the fools who listen to and carry out the insider's wishes who should be held responsible. They were completely free to reject the insider's evil suggestions to loot and destroy, but instead voluntarily choose to do evil. Um, He says that the reasons why people often make excuses for the enforce or the violence uh the doers of violence are usually have a friend or a cop because there's more uh there's more and more cops and soldiers now than ever before in the united states so now they're just making excuses for them because they know someone in a relationship with them they don't want to lose that relationship and blame them for the violence that erupts from the state. So Well, and also what you need to consider is everybody sitting at this table and everybody listening to my voice at one point believed this. They had not yet taken a peek behind the curtain and seen that uh, you know that that the great Oz is in fact a little hustler from Poughkeepsie. Hmm. Is that where Oz was from? I don't have to look that tell up. You. Well, he makes a point that they toned down their libertarianism to make the philosophy philosophy appear more attractive to police and military men knowing that the philosophy unadulterated condemns those chosen careers i think for the most part that's a that's a true statement but police can be well i guess it's not really true once you get past the uh, the training phase as a police officer you have more leeway with what you can and can't get away with uh, so, for instance, if you're out on your own in a, in a squad car, you can ignore someone who's speeding if you want to. You can ignore uh, someone who's got marijuana in their car if you want to. And those cops do exist. So I think that some cops can adhere more so or do adhere more so than others to the ideals of liberty. But obviously when they're under orders or they're being observed by some sort of a, a superior, they may change their behavior in order to keep their jobs. So ultimately, they probably have to violate the non-aggression principle in order to to do their jobs, but some violate it less than others. Right. Well, as he points out, it's not the legislators kicking down doors and pointing guns at families during drug raids, pulling people over and taking hundreds of dollars for their minor traffic offenses and locking up people for years of marijuana for marijuana possession. So I I agree with him. I don't think. In a free society, there's probably going to still be people that try to incite violence. It's possible, but of course. it's it's dependent on liberty is dependent on whether or not people listen to those people. That we can't keep those people. We can't restrict their free speech and say no. You can't. You can't uh, try to advocate for violence because who cares if they're advocating violence if no one if listens no one does to it. them? Well, so this is the Gordian knot. Do you know what a Gordian knot is? Tell me, Mark. Do you know what a Gordian knot? is? I've heard of it before, okay. but I couldn't tell yeah, you what it is. Um, uh, you know, Alexander the Great went to some place. Let's call it Gordia. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually uh, um, King Midas. What did he rule over? Uh, couldn't tell you. Uh, 
Minotaur, Crete. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway. Was he real? I don't know he was real. I, Midas. Who knows? I heard his touch turn things to gold that made me not yeah. believe he was real. Yeah, I'm thinking. I, I, we don't even know if the, the Gordian knot story is true Got either. It. But it was a knot that was so difficult uh, that, you know. Not even a Boy Scout could undo what, it. What, uh, you know, I, I guess the idea was that uh, Alexander the Great would be the ruler of some place if he untied the knot. Uh-huh. He took out his uh, sword and cleaved it rather than uh, attempting to undo it. Very said, sharp. There you go. Did that get him solved. the prize? Well, I mean, he's going to kill anybody anyway. Everybody anyway. So, I sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what Alexander the Great did. Gotcha. <laughs> but the, the Gordian knot here is, uh, as a police officer, for one, a lot of these guys believe the drugs are bad, and they provide a, a service that would be, you know, the, the people want. I mean, I want police officers to go get bank robbers and rapists and murderers, and I want them to get them off the street. Sure. You agree? Who doesn't agree with that? Awesome. So, you know, in the process, so they believe believe that drug users are aggressing in the same way that those folks are aggressing, and this is my job. Do they really believe that, though? Do they honestly believe that? I mean, I know that there are some really dumb cops out there, but I just don't see, I think when you're committing an act of aggression, it is... You know, as much in as much denial as you want to be about it, I think it's sort of impossible for your conscience to surpass. So I can I argue speak. for the police on this one? I'll, I'll take their the devil's advocate position on this. Uh, the police officer who would suggest that uh, drug use has a victim or is aggressive in some way would basically say that society is the victim. Well, right, but or it, your family is the victim. They but would to say, say that, but we're saying that society is to blame for the aggression of a, of a couple people of. A cop goes and points a gun at someone when they've been completely peaceful, and we say it's society's fault for thinking that the cop's in the right. No, the cop is the one in the wrong, and if society stopped blaming the lawmakers and started blaming the actual aggressors, then the aggressors would have some kind of social stigma attached to what they're doing. I agree. I think it's important well, there to... there is some kind of social stigma attached to what uh, police are doing, because you, all you have to do is listen to them. They are the, they're as bad as the Christians, uh, as far as being uh, subjugated and uh, treated poorly and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've never heard of a group of people that have been treated worse than cops if you listen to cops. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't like cops for good reason. Uh, but their their position, essentially, when it comes to drug users is that... Well, the drug user is hurting their family by hurting themselves, or they're hurting their employer, or they're hurting the uh, the society at large, and so therefore it's aggressive, and therefore there are victims, and it needs to they need to be put in a jail cell. Also, I didn't get to finish my point here. If that cop stands up for what you believe is right, and remember, we're just talking about beliefs here. I think that we can make good cases for our beliefs, but they're still just beliefs. If they stand up for what you believe is right, they're going to lose their job. So I don't then know they, if that's always true. It's all yes, it is. If they said I'm not a, I'm not arresting any it's people anymore. It's what they're afraid anymore, of. I don't know if right. it's true. There's more coming up. 855-450 free. They're scared. This program is brought to you by freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there. 
We have a lot of stuff on the site, and we give it all away to you. You can go to the Shrine of Female listeners and see the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show that they are listeners of this program, shrine.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Yeah, those phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI, and thanks over there to them. Uh, Jason Osborne, the principal, one of the principals at SACL CAI, big supporter of Liberty, a big supporter of Free Talk Live. If you've got any uh, accounts receivable business that, well, it's given you trouble, SACL CAI can handle it for you. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, so 855-450-FREE. We're going to go and continue here with your phone calls. Also, we'll get back to some more of what Ali uh, brought in to talk about here tonight. Who's to blame? The lawmakers, the legislators, or maybe it's neither. Maybe it's everyone. Maybe everyone's to blame for the way things are uh, today. But we'll get your thoughts as well. Let's go to Chris listening in Alabama in the Huntsville area. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you. Very good show. I like your topics. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Hey, I'm a former police officer, and I'm kind of relating to what had been said. With your peers and with your superiors close by you, a lot of times it is hard to, if you're kind of a freedom lover or in the libertarian mode even, it's hard to do that and enforce the law to their standards. Mm -hmm. Now, Solo, um, at one time I was a park ranger. And all of the marijuana, beer that I let go right now would probably come up to my waist in my shop. <laughs> Very good. I, now, Thank you for that, Chris. Wrong. Well, hey, uh, if there's a public safety, you know, uh, for instance, a drunk behind the wheel, you know, they're just as dangerous as a guy with an AK unloading on everybody sure you know safety i'm not going to let him drive away two-ton guided missile yes but uh you know a guy rolling a joint obviously not so screwed up he can't (laughs) maneuver it's like get out of my park and no you know take it out i don't want to see you here for a few weeks there's no reason to ruin his life and get him a booking number and cost him a few thousands over a joint yeah, I wish there were more so, cops like you, Chris. Why did you leave? You were just retired? Uh, actually, no. I went into uh, another business. In fact, I'm competing with one of your advertisers, so I'd rather not say what I did. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, need to, need to support the advertisers. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, I went into business for myself and haven't looked back. Another hmm. thing, too, like who's to at fault? One thing who I look at at fault here locally, I call them the Alabama Taliban. It's our... <laughs> It's our public that demands these roadblocks. These, you know, I feel unconstitutional and immoral roadblocks. Mm. They want to see the drug arrest. They want to see the drunk arrest. Uh, you know, show your papers before you could proceed. That's what a roadblock is. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, they want to see it. They demand it of our legislatures. We're the people who put the legislature in with people who vote for any elected official. So ultimately, we're to blame for the government we get. I and, think that's I think that's know, overall a true statement. Now, Allie, you're from Alabama. Are you familiar with these uh, people? I'm from Alabama. I am from Alabama, and uh, I mean, I I did meet a couple people who would make excuses left and right for the kind of tyranny that happens, especially in Alabama. But see, I just don't think that. I, I think that's the whole problem with the state. It's this, it's this idea that allows people to think that. Um, 
you know, say you have some kind of a vendetta against this group. You don't like this group of people for whatever reason. Even though, you know, if that's me, I'm not going to be willing to go in there with guns and raid their houses. If I see the cops doing it and I'm a statist, maybe I don't mind seeing that happen because, you know, good, good for good for society. Those people need to get raided. But I wouldn't do that on my own. So I think the state allows people to cheer on things that they would never be have the guts or the uh, moral decrepitness to do themselves. Yeah, it encourages uh, oppression. It encourages people to crush different interest groups and then constantly fight over who will control the violence uh, and it of allows, the state. It allows the forcers to uh, to divert to the higher ups and say, "Oh, they told me to do it," but no, they're the ones that aggressing. So, Chris, as you said, if you were in uh, if you were in the presence of a superior officer in the police department, it would be much more difficult for you to use your discretion in those instances. And if you did, what kind of punishment would have awaited you? Oh, suspension, firing, uh, a good dressing down. Oh. Uh, so you wouldn't be able to be trusted by your peers, for instance. W- would you be able to say oh. no? Like, let's say they told you, uh, Chris, we want to put you on the drug task force. Would you be able to say, no, that's all right, I'd rather not? Well, I was on a drug task force, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, since I call myself a recovering police officer, uh-huh. I got a good thing to say about our about our local sheriff's department here in a second. But, uh, no, I was I worked at a rather large airport as an airport police officer. Hmm. And, yes, part of my job was drug interdiction. And that's kind of where, you know, some of the tactics, some of the things we did, you know, bothering otherwise peaceful people, just wanting to get from point A to point B, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, you know, woke me up, turned me around a little bit. So it was you doing know, that, that job where it dawned on you. That's interesting. I'm curious, did you ever join or have you joined uh, law enforcement against prohibition? Or have you heard of them? Uh, no, I haven't. I've heard y'all mention it, you mention know? it a few times on there. Do you, do you have internet access? Yes, sir. Uh, drop into leap.cc, L-E-A-P, as in Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, leap.cc. That's their website, and it's a group of former law enforcement, mostly former. There's a handful of active uh, cops, but mostly former law enforcement officers from various different places, even from like the DEA, who have now come around to the same position you have, and that is that peaceful people should be left alone, uh, basically. I mean, that's the essence of their position. They support legalization as opposed to decriminalization, so I have a few minor nitpicks uh, with the organization, but it's a, it's a great group for the most part that does a lot of good work speaking to like community groups and, you know, getting radio interviews so like you could join as a potential speaker if you wanted to and then they put you on the you know the roster of uh, possibilities so if somebody in the local area wanted to talk to someone from law enforcement against prohibition they would uh, you'd be the go-to guy well that sounds like an interesting group and yes i will check it out as soon as i go into the computer excellent so what else did you want to share tonight oh well good news about uh, our local sheriff's department here it's in morgan county alabama one thing I note about them, it's not like I'm down there looking at uh, the re- every report filed, but they seem to be more of a reactive force as opposed to a proactive force. Occasionally, yes, they all go take down meth labs, make drug raids, whatnot. This one, a little bit less than others. You don't see them running speed traps. Uh, you don't see any roadblocks out of this sheriff's department. They come when they're called, basically. That's good to know. I like to th- I like to show them appreciation when I feel like they're doing the right thing. And I thank you, uh, Chris, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
even though the police chief here was, you know, obviously in favor of the Bearcat uh, killing vehicle that they're trying to get from the federal government, I still shook his hand and thanked him for pulling the, the parking kiosks out. They're going to get rid of these awful parking kiosks that they were experimenting with. So It's nice to know they can know when they're wrong. Yeah, I like to know that, uh, that that's possible around here. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you there. We've got a lot of them, and you can, uh, for instance, go to listen to the show through the website via the live streams. We have the latest episode of Free Talk Live Airs at all times on our live streams, both in uh, in multiple flavors, broadband, midband, and narrowband flavors. So different uh, bit rates for your varying internet connections. You can go to uh, listen.freetalklive.com to access those and do it for free. Also get a list of our great radio stations around the country that air the show at various points throughout the week. The satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and Free-to-Air KU Band, the webcam and listen lines. Go get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking for some sporting equipment, camping, etc., where can you go, Mark? Camping, hunting, shooting, or survival gear, manventureoutpost.com is the place to go. They've got everything you could need. Knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. And they've got them at rates that will surprise you. Um, you know, if you if you don't know much about them, you know, they're they're just rates. But if you are big into this kind of stuff, camping, hunting, or shooting gear, you'll find out that the uh, rates and the name brand merchandise over there at manventureoutpost.com are some of the lowest on the Internet. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. They're a family-owned and operated, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. It's FTL at ManVentureOutpost.com. All right. We continue with you and your thoughts. Uh, More on the way about is it the lawmakers or the enforcers that are to blame, or is it something else entirely for the way things are? Let's go to Ed in Fargo, North Dakota. Ed Ed just dropped off the line. Uh, Ed, if you want to call back, you're welcome to. Does happen. 855-450-FREE. So, Ali, you've been sharing with us a piece that was reposted by CopLock.org, originally from where? Uh, it's originally from stopthestate.blogspot.com, and okay. that is Austin White's blog. Great. So he makes this great point. He says, Hitler never killed a single Jew, not one. It was the men who voluntarily agreed to invade other countries and operate the concentration camps. Hitler was no more... Uh, was no more than a very persuasive insider of violence. No one had to listen to him. No Nazi soldier had to follow his commands. His, the tru- this truth was partly recognized during the Nuremberg trials. We were just following orders was not accepted as an excuse because, indeed, they did not have to follow the orders. That's true. Although, I think to one of the points you made earlier, I think the people that are giving the orders are still complicit. 
I mean, while I, I agree that the burden, for the most part, re- relies on the you know the people that are following the orders that they ultimately choose, and they've chosen to follow orders. That's their first choice, uh, and, and then they choose subsequently to follow each individual order as they're given. I think the the, the heavy uh, portion of the burden does lie on them, but ultimately there is still some liability. I think for the people that are giving those orders out. Okay, so if if we tell our if it gets out that. I slapped you, Ian, mm-hmm. and then I tell people, well, Mark told me to slap Ian. They're not going to care. They're going to say, well, you shouldn't have aggressed on Ian. They're going to be mad at me, not Mark. I get you. You're stripping off the funny hats and the silly badges and all those things that go with them. But those trappings mean a great deal to other folks. But they're just ideas. They ideas, are just die folks. They ideas just can't ideas. commit aggression on their own. But shouldn't an agitator for aggression face some sort of consequences? I mean, if you go out there and you start suggesting very antisocial, destructive things to people and they take you up on your suggestions then shouldn't there be some sort of liability for that? Well, I, I think that if someone's inciting violence or advocating for violence, the only uh, the only thing you can really do about it is just tarnish the reputation, let people know that this person's encouraging violence and that it's not a good thing to encourage. This is obviously this person likes violence and that's not a good thing to be about. I only want to be around people that like peace. But as far as, you know, going after them because they're trying to encourage violence, I don't I don't see how that's justified. OK, so would you say that there is a difference between that and, say, somebody actually hiring someone to commit violence? Like, what if I hired uh, Mark to atta- to attack you? I mean, if if I hadn't paid Mark, then he wouldn't have done it. They're working on it, a- working as an agent. Yeah. You know, that's that a- change it for you. It is a little trickier when you start talking about payment because you well, are incentivizing someone to do an immoral act. I okay. think that's I think it's still, you know, the person that if someone did some uh committed aggression on, on a peaceful person, then I'm going to hold them responsible no matter how much money they're offered because like police officers are given a paycheck, but that doesn't mean that irresp- they're not responsible for well, I agree that the person who's doing the action should be held responsible and it shouldn't matter whether they're being paid or not. They're they're committing an action and that's you know it's a it's a harmful action and right. they should if, be held if responsible. If you hire a hitman, you've committed murder. So has the hitman. Okay, but but uh, so now you're so you're saying that the person hiring should be held responsible, and I agree with that I will to some extent. St- say that right. So I, I agree with that. But if what you're saying, Ali, is that having an incentive, a monetary incentive, changes your viewpoint as to whether or not the person who's doing the hiring should get in trouble for it or or should have some sort of liability for it, how can you? Uh, well, let's look at the other sort of incentives that can exist. Right. I mean, if uh, if we're talking about the Nazis, uh, the incentive may simply be to feel welcomed within a group of people, or to feel praise from the dear leader, or to you know have sort of a psychic uh, income. It may not necessarily be that their bank account fills up with money. It may simply be that they feel like they've done the right thing, or they're being praised, and so therefore they have incentive, or they're being given incentives too. Okay, may- maybe I wasn't clear, but. Um, what I meant to say was, uh, if someone does something immoral, such as an act of aggression against someone peaceful, then they are definitely responsible. It doesn't matter to me what incentives they had for, for why they did it. Uh, but whether or not the person providing the incentives is, uh, you know, part of, you know, if they've committed some immoral act, that's a little, I'm not, Isn't I'm not quite sure. Isn't it immoral to ask someone to do something immoral? Isn't it immoral to suggest that? To suggest something? No. I don't think that, I think you can suggest all kinds of things and and you're just, whatever, it's freedom of speech. But isn't, well, I'm not saying it's not, okay, I'm not saying you're not free to suggest it. 
But if you do suggest it and someone takes you up on your suggestion, haven't you created violence by, you know, some sort no, of proxy? I, do, I don't think so. I don't think you I think create it's a slippery violence. slope. If I sit here and say, well, you know what? If these cops, uh, you know, if they'd stop doing it if people blow up their cop cars and then somebody goes out and does such a thing. It's a re- it's really irresponsible speech on my part. But well, that person there's... made that decision on their own part. Right, However, and now we're talking about a if di- I say I'm going to give ten thousand dollars to the next person who blows up a cop car, then you've you've gone well, right. into a whole different right. realm. So we're talking right. So we're talking about different levels, right? Of so there's yeah. there's uh, there's ten thousand dollars cash to someone who does the you know the violent act. There's uh, I'll be your friend if you you know do the violent act, or just you've already created a rapport with this person, so you're just telling them to do it, mm-hmm. uh, and then they take you up on your your tell you know what you've said to them. Or there's this kind of put it out there to the universe thing where you don't even know who's listening. I mean, back in the past when I was more inclined toward violence, I, I think I consider myself a peaceful person these days. But I have said things in the past that were sort of on this radio show that were kind of not necessarily incitations to violence, but the suggestion that violence would be appropriate in certain circumstances. Violence or self-defense? Ag- well, it would have been it would have been self defense. Uh, no, it would be retribution for um, you know because libertarian thought includes retaliatory violence, and it's a lot. It's something that uh, the sort of the left libertarians don't don't want to talk about. But the fact is that you know the the nap includes retaliation principle. Right, the non-aggression. You can be principle. a pass- pacifist and still agree with the non-aggression principle. Sure, you can. But at the same time, we have to respect people's right. But non-aggression right principle to- is not pacifism. No, you, you still have to respect people's right to defend themselves, because if people don't have a right to defend themselves, then uh, I don't know how tyranny can't take over. I think but if people don't have the right to, uh, you know, some kind of retribution for wrongs that have been done to them, the, if you, I mean, if you're just, if you're saying, hey, you stole my car from me, I want it back, you know, that's just you talking. Until you're able to use force to get it back, then you don't really have any rights. Still time for you and your thoughts if you want to get in on this conversation or bring up anything that you'd like, even in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. And it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us over at freetalklive.com. More coming up. Your thoughts? Welcome. 855-453-FREE. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Hey, don't forget, you can visit Allie's website, ladiesinkeen.com. That's keen with two E's. And... You can listen to her radio show because yep. she does her own show on Sundays. Yep. Well, I host it, but uh, it's 
so far it's been me, Cecilia, and Kate uh, have been on. So three of the ladies in Keene. Three, just three of the ladies in Keene. Mm-hmm. So we hope to have to include more people. We might have to have people switch in and out and stuff. But All right. So here's the tough question: Why would someone who's not in Keene give a damn about what ladies in Keene are talking about? Well, because we give good updates on what's going on, and then we also offer our own unique uh, perspective on everything. It's not all about Keen. No, we talk, I mean, we talk about, like tonight, we're talking about philosophy on the show. We talk about that. We have guests on to share their stories, and we take calls. Did I hear that, like, all of your parents called the last show? I didn't hear it. I I slept through it. Yes. Both Cecilia's parents, my mom, and Kate's dad all called in. I think it was sort of like a a parent's, like, oh, their parents called in? Well, now I have to call in, because I don't want to look like I'm not supportive. (laughs) Now you know they're listening, too, right? We're on in Sarasota, Florida, where my mother lives. Tonight, and, yeah, right. You mean on the yeah, show? Tonight, the, the, yeah. the show is right now. My my voice is being heard in Sarasota, Florida, and she never cared anything about my radio job. Mm. You know, it just all seemed very silly to her um, until she got to hear it on her radio in her car. So she never would have once clicked on an internet stream. Absolutely to to not. No, she wouldn't. No, no, she would not. Was have. it an accident when she came across you, or did you? How did she come? A- did I she, think I told her that we were on the station, but I mean, you know, she's... So she, she made an effort to she tune listen, in. No, she listens to talk radio, mm-hmm. so she she probably, at, at the same time, stumbled across, uh, across the show. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I'm listening to this station. I was listening earlier in the day, and then, oh, that, 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 that sounds like my son. Uh-huh. So at that point, that seems all very legitimate to her and, and you know, makes more sense. I hope she calls in. Yeah, uh, she's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladiesandkeen.com is a blog site. There's blogs that go on there, and also that is where you post the podcast. Yes, you can of, find the archives of the po- of the radio show there. And there is a podcast as well, yes, where people can subscribe to it. Yeah, you can subscribe to Perfect. the podcast. So, people can go and get more Allie and friends yep. through uh, ladiesandkeen.com. All right, let's go to, uh, speaking of ladies, ladies come first here on Free Talk Live. Dorothy is on the line, also calling from Alabama tonight. Dorothy, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hello. Hey, what's on your mind? And I was hearing you talk about, oh, who's responsible for who does what, you know, and yeah. leaders and such and followers. And I came, Manson came to mind. and he's Charles still- Manson. Yeah, it's yes. an interesting okay. story. I wanted you guys to throw that one around, and I'll listen, okay? Okay. Thank you uh, Thank very you. much, Dorothy. appreciate hearing from you. He didn't do any of the killing, did he? I don't know whether he did or not. I th- would think that he... I would have would have thought that he would have been involved in some way, but probably not actually gotten his hands dirty. It was like these three women that were sent to jail for it, and you know they, uh, the one of them was trying very hard to get out if she didn't get out, and you know to some extent she was abdicating responsibility, but at the same time trying to take it, and that's what you kind of have to do in that circumstance. Manson, according to Wikipedia, Charles Mills Manson, in, born in 1934, is an American criminal who led what became known as the Manson Family, a quasi-commune that arose in California in the late 1960s. He was found guilty of conspiracy to commit the Tate-LaBianca murders carried out by members of the group at his instruction. He was convicted of the murders through the joint responsibility rule, which makes each member of a conspiracy guilty of crimes his fellow conspirators commit in furtherance of the conspiracy's object. Hmm. Again, ideas in themselves are not aggression. So you're saying Charles Manson is not an aggressor. He he should not be... If you show me a victim of 
his if of his own actions. He brainwashed these brainwashed. young women into. Uh, I mean, he was a cult. Did leader. they have no choice? Did they? No, did he? They have did he coerce had a choice. Them? They had a choice to join the cult. They had a choice to to continue in the cult. But uh, and I don't know what techniques he used exactly. I haven't done that much research into it. But he he had these women under his con- under his spell, basically, as I understand it. I mean, they did as they were told. So at that point, they're his tools, aren't they? Well, if they're willing to be used as tools for violence, then they always have the choice to walk away. You right, have to respect but that doesn't exonerate choice. Charles Manson from his choice to instruct these women who he knew were going to hang on his every word to do certain things. Right. His reputation should be tarnished and he should be seen as a terrible person for doing this. But there should be no active... So he should... Hold on. So, so let's... Let's change worlds here for a quick moment. Obviously, we're in the world where people get punished by going to a prison cell. And I tend to believe that people shouldn't go to prison cells unless they're actually dangerous to society and they're, you know, they're not repentant or whatever. I think Charles, Charles Manson's uh, dangerous he to society. He is dangerous, and he's not repentant either. Um, but all that aside, let's say we're in a different world, a more liberty-minded world, where people are actually getting given restitution for, for violent crimes that happen to them uh, because Charles Manson hasn't paid a dime of restitution to the, the families of the victims in this case. But would you say that in your ideal world or in a, a world in which people do pay restitution who commit crimes, that Manson would have to pay some restitution to these families? Um I mean, I'm not to- familiar enough with his actions and what he did. If all He told he- women to kill other human beings. Well, the women, should, the women that that we're committing the acts of aggression should be so Mar- held in Charles Manson gets off with a total pass. If, if no, you're not able- a total pass. He should, so, I mean, if, if he'll it be gets ostracized out- is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, he'll be ostracized from the community that I'm going to live in. But no actual financial consequences for him beyond ostracism. No uh, time in a jail cell because he's not repentant. He could very well go out and find some more uh, easily manipulable people and br- brainwash them into his cult and start killing people again. That doesn't disturb you? I mean, I don't think that if brainwash, I mean, if ideas, if spreading ideas is brainwash, then you don't sound like you're really into freedom of speech. I mean, oh, I'm all about freedom of speech. I just <laughs> I don't, know you I are. just uh, think that pe- I think some speech can have consequences. If he's coercing people into killing other people, then he then he is coerced. People. Coercion. I mean, I, obviously, we know what coercion means. It's the application of force. But brainwashing isn't necessarily coercion. It's just very effective persuasion i think that these uh ideas ali and i understand you're taking an extraordinarily principled stance but i think i'm that a radical she's hardcore so <laughs> far from mainstream as to be useless that's what, what i think no, no, that's started, what i'm saying <laughs> if people started holding the actual yeah. aggressors accountable then i don't think we would have tyranny i don't think we'd if have the system flatulence came out at a, at a fast enough rate they could power themselves through the air via let's their talk own to matthew oh, come on, listening Mark. in Mark. california or connecticut or something matthew you're on free talk live uh hey um i was uh just going to comment on this uh, question that ali posed um and and i agree with the fact that there should be uh no penalty um uh for anyone who hasn't committed violence themselves, like, hasn't been, you know, the, the, the actual aggressor. Um, but, um, I, uh, but I do also think that um, the, the other sort of question was, uh, who is, is at fault? And I don't think just because um, we shouldn't be able to, you know, punish them by 
by law or whatever, if they, uh, you know, um, haven't committed actual aggression, I don't think that doesn't mean that they aren't they aren't guilty in some um, abstract way. Uh, one one argument I came across the other day was that in um, that in statism, um, basically the citizenry is sort of like psychologically traumatized, and so the question is who, who is um, where is the root of this trauma? And I do think that these lawmakers um, and um, uh, are sort of at the, at the root of it, um, whereas then. Then next would be the law enforcers, um, and then after that is the complacent um, citizenry. Um, so I, I don't think um, that we can punish someone who hasn't actually inflicted um, violence physically, but that, that doesn't mean these uh, traumatizers are, are off of the hook, I guess. Well, it sounds like they're off the hook. I mean, for the most part, ostracism. I know you obviously would like to live in a society in which ostracism is very effective, and it really you know pushes people out of a society and and makes them want to behave correctly. And I think generally that we have that happening today to some extent. I mean, people do want to behave well to satisfy their friends and their their family members and all that. Uh, but to you know to suggest that the the military captain who gave orders to to gas Jews should not be held responsible for uh, for that. Uh, to suggest that Charles Manson. Should should not be held responsible for, uh, you know, for what his followers did. I think I think that's I think that's you're socially irresponsible. I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh, sorry, we gonna say these are else? these are antisocial people who are menaces to society. In, but in my opinion, their followers always have the option to walk away. They're free I get what to you're walk saying. away. I get what you're saying. Thank you, Matthew, uh, for the call. But that doesn't take away the responsibility from the person who has realized these followers are following him and will likely do as they're told, will be his his hands, will be his eyes, will be his proxies, and allow him to escape any significant consequences. Prosecuting prosecuting people for ideas is dangerous. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. Cambodia's Angkor Wat is one of my 1,000 places to see before you die. The temples and monuments of Angkor cover more than 40 square miles in northern Cambodia and are one of the world's premier architectural sites. Angkor was unknown to the outside world for more than 400 years until a French botanist stumbled upon it in 1860 deep in the jungle. The uncontested highlight of the vast complex, Angkor Wat, was built in the early 12th century. It took 25,000 workers more than 37 years to complete. The temple is now revered as an important Buddhist landmark, and it is common to see monks visiting the site in their vibrant saffron robes. Just a mile east of the Bayon is a much-photographed Taprom Temple, which is slowly being entombed by the massive roots of ancient trees. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar.